All right, y'all. So we back on this Friday. You know, it's a slow, slow work day, slow news day. So you know what? We just getting ready for the weekend. We just going to talk a little bit of shit today. We're going to talk some Stanley Cup finals. Yes, indeed. The Capitals have won the championship. They're very first. We're going to talk about that. I'm pretty excited about that. I've been a follower of that team for a while. We're also going to get into some Drake and Pusha T. I've been meaning to talk about this earlier, but I'm going to put in my thoughts about that. And just like I said, yeah, talk some shit. This is Friday. This is today to talk some shit. And then we're going to end everything up with a movie review. We're going to be talking about some whole nine yards, Matthew Perry, Amanda Pete, and Bruce Willis. So it's not going to be a whole, a whole in-depth show today, but we're going to be talking some shit. So hopefully you'll get a laugh or two. And it's Friday again. Uh, you know, blessed to make it. We're blessed to make another, make it through another week. So let's enjoy it. Let's do it right. All right, y'all. We back. And uh, we're going to get into the Stanley Cup. Now, it's been 43 years. And I myself have been a fan, uh, pretty much a fan of this team. Not necessarily of hockey in general, but at least of the Capitals. Since about, actually, it's not 2002 that Ovechkin started playing. Excuse me. It's been 2004. So uh, I've been a, pretty much a on and off fans since 2004 again you know i'm a casual hockey fan but again even the little bit that i know there's the narrative around the league that just washington has always been a franchise that choked uh they've been i don't think they've necessarily been they haven't been to the stanley cup finals per se but uh they've been to they've had plenty of playoff runs where they've lost and they've you know they've had leads and actually you know this year they've never led in the playoff series they've been to come they've only been they were only the second team uh in the nhl to do that next to the 93 pink ones but in general uh they've even had leads in in a series before and and uh, have lost more lo- notably to the penguins of this modern area or Sidney Crosby. Um, and even I know that, you know, as a casual, as a, I would call myself a casual hockey fan. Like I said, I'm, I'm only, you know, I only truly, truly follow the Capitals and then also the, the Sharks. So that would make me pretty much, a, you know, casual. You know, I do watch the Kings from now and then and the Anaheim Ducks every now and, then, now and again. But again, um, you know, but just going into it, like I said, they've never led a series this entire playoffs. So for them to win this four to one, that's pretty dope. Uh, that's I've never I I wouldn't have you know thought that could happen. But uh, the the game started off pretty slow. Um, Jacob Veron scores the first goal in the second period. Then that was responded to by Nate Schmidt, who I think had a little bit of help uh, on a tip in by Jonathan Mercosol personally now uh everything goes a little bit slower in the middle of the, the second the second period but then everything kind of picks up and they exchange one more goal to end it now things pick up more so with the third period when the golden knights go, do go up three to, uh i'm sorry uh three to two and out of nowhere there's this storm of two more goals by uh pretty much two more goals by washington Devonte Devontae smith uh kelly actually sorry the Devontae smith Pelly ties the game at 3-3, and then pretty much almost near the end of the game, Lars Eller comes through with the game-winning goal. And pretty much my takeaway from last night's game is Washington had a, a whole hell of a lot of second-chance opportunities with the puck. And that's pretty much been the case for them throughout the entire finals. Just 
uh, getting shots over and over again. And like I said, the first period uh, wasn't there was well actually there was a lot of there was a lot of shot on goals meaning shot attempts people were getting to the getting to the uh getting to the net but nobody was scoring now like i said they they exchanged two well basically yeah they exchanged four goals within the second in the second period so things picked up then but like i said there was even a law in there too and just you know hopefully got on uh the goalie for the capitals and then flory will kind of do his thing in and out uh, so they played pretty well, and then also the defenses kind of came, came came to play a little bit too. But um, overall, I thought it was an exciting game. Uh, I I thought for a moment after the Golden Knights had went up three two, I thought it was kind of over. I didn't think that the Capitals were necessarily in. In danger of choking, but I, I, you know, at one point, okay, okay, I could say, well, you know what, give them one more game, they'll probably go up three two, and then I have one more game to still the deal. But uh, you know, it was surprising to see them come out and you know get those two goals like that. That was surprising to me. Of course, Oveshkin was a part of it. You know, he scored his goal uh, to, to you know to help out to help out the cause and they end up winning 4-3 and it's a cool moment because like I said Ovechkin's been playing since 2004 for the same team for the Capitals and like I said you know even as a casual fan a fan who pretty much only follows the Capitals like I said a couple of teams the, the one thing you do know and that's been said everywhere throughout the media and just even on YouTube, you know, your average YouTuber who's knowledgeable about hockey. The first thing they're going to tell you is Washington chokes, Washington this, Washington that, you know, the Penguins are their daddy. And that's what you'll hear. Sidney Crosby owns that team. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. As a Capitals fan, Sidney Crosby can suck a dick. This offseason, I said it. I'll be the first to say it. Hockey fans might not talk like this. I'll do it. Sidney Crosby can suck a dick. We own it. That's right. Capitals in the house. I seen it. They did it. Mm-hmm. I said that. Told you it's gonna be Friday. We gonna talk shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, urinating tree. Yeah, that's a YouTuber. I was all to always talking shit about the Capitals. Mm-hmm. Remember that video you put out about a year ago? Yep. How you feel? Hope y'all feel good about yourselves. Yep. I'll do it. This is my Drew Carey moment. Anybody ever talked about the Capitals? No, I'm just going in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing around. It's Friday, bro. I'm having fun. But it was a good game by the Capitals. Again, it, you know, like I said, more about uh, just like I said, 13 years of actually more than that for Alex Trubisky, just be. Being, being a member of that squad and everything, and to finally have that championship, to have that, and to have that moniker of being the best player in hockey, to not win a championship, to have that lifted, I think that's pretty solid. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely juiced for that, and I'm definitely juiced for the team. They earned that, but you know, I do know that hockey is the whitest of all sports, so I know they going to trumps. So, with that being said. Whatever. I'll be back in a few. We're going to be back. We're going to talk some more shit. It's Friday. Like I said, we'll be back. We're going to talk some Pusha T and Drake. Like I said, Drake is a sucker. I've always I've always said that. And uh, he, he ain't had what it took. 
he ain't have what it take to stand out of the pressure. But we'll get back to that in a second. All right, y'all never out of bounds. All right, y'all. So, in case you didn't know, or in case you don't want to believe it, Drake got bodied. And um, he got bodied pretty good, by the way. Um, shout out to Pusha T. I think it needed to be done. I think I think it I think this was long overdue and I think this is this is a sign of the times and I and I think this is good because it doesn't matter how pop we get no matter how many records we start to sell no matter you know how much exposure we all get you still got to have bars to be a good rapper now, you can say what you want to say about Drake. You can sit there and say he makes great songs and he does this. And he, you know what he does? He makes good songs. But that doesn't make him a good rapper to me. In the sense of, do I respect him on the level of Tupac? No. Do I think he's solid? Yes. People like him. So you have to give him something. I couldn't, I couldn't deny that. That would be crazy of me. He has a he has a fan base. Great. But that's not all it takes. You still gotta be actually a spitter. And I'll be honest with you, I never thought he was. And I'll give you, you know, his singles. I'll give you, you know, the fact that, you know, like I said, he has that that pop fan base. But that's what the music is. It's it's pop. I don't think it's rap. I don't I don't really consider it hip hop, to be honest with you. A lot of what these guys are doing, not and not just just Drake, Young Thug, Lil Uzi. I think it's all pop. I don't think none of that's rap to me. I'm sorry, because if you can't if you can't if you can't really go bar for bar with somebody really, then you're not a rapper. You're you an entertainer. I'm sorry. Um, the story of Adidon. It it takes it took modern modern you know rap battles to another level. Now, you know for a long time, and Drake you know helped usher this part of the game in. You know for a long time it was just the battle was just oh well, we got money and we got fan base and everybody's gonna listen to my song just because I'm Drake, and that what that's what makes me better than you. That's what it's been. That's what the narrative has been. For a long time in hip hop, or I'm, or I'm so and so major label artist. I'm Little Wayne, so no, no battle will matter because the fans will like me anyway. Thank you, Pusha, because you make it possible for motherfuckers to get chewed out. Still, motherfuckers have to be accountable for their lyrics. Now, see, in my opinion, I thought the Duppy, whatever, whatever Drake called itself. Whatever diss track that was, Duppy, garbage, trash, I'm sorry. I don't respect it, it's trash. I'm sorry, I, I tried to give it, I'll give you this though, I'll give him back to back and I'll give you Meek Mill, but Meek Mill ain't that raw of a rapper either. This was a, this was a higher echelon MC and you thought that record sale was going to win the battle, Drake, and it didn't. That's what a lot of y'all fans thought. Oh, well, he got more suit. Who the fuck cares about who listened to who on the radio? 
Is it really about radio plays? Oh, well, Drake on the radio. He on. Who gives a fuck? He was already on TV because he was already on TV. He's on the grass. He's an actor to begin with. That's that's not that's an avenue. Rap was just another avenue for him to get into. Talk about somebody being approachable. Had the nerve to call Pusha T approachable when you on their TV. Be- becoming accessible to millions of white folks in Canada than in America. What are you talking about? Before you was even rapping. See, see, you could see. I could have given if he would have had a dish track talk about how he got more bitches, how he's just simply just harder than Pusha T in the sense that he got more fans and he this and that and the other. I would have probably given him a pass, even though the bars wasn't even all that lit to me. I would have given him a pass because that's what Drake's gimmick to me. That's what his gimmick is. Oh, I'm 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 rich and I'm famous and that's all he that's all he's about. And I go through these rich rich motherfucking problems. We don't give a shit, dude. You didn't start from the bottom of nothing. You was on TV. You started on the bottom of what? Our respect? Our respect pole? Our total pole of respect? Is that what you call it? Because you didn't start from the bottom, meaning you was poor. Did you have to work? Did you have to get a paycheck? Did you have to grind two weeks and wait for a paycheck? Until you did that, you ain't start from the bottom of nothing. Were you ever homeless? So I'll get whatever. That's beyond the point. But when you start t- trying to tell me, or start trying to put it out there, you know, through your diss tracks, you put it out there in the real world. This guy ain't really a real drug dealer. This guy's not really that gangster. According to whom? To you? To you, Aubrey? Really? To you? That's to you. Who the fuck are you to 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 to, to even judge somebody hood pat when you was on? When you was on public TV, national TV, really? Come on, talking about somebody ain't really a drug dealer. You not really a drug dealer, so who are you to judge? Where was you running shit at? See, this was long overdue because, see, Meek Mill tried to expose him already with that ghost riding and shit. This is, and see, y'all let him get a pass with that. This is why I don't really, I don't, I don't, you know, listen to modern rap anymore. And I don't like modern rap fans because they will give a motherfucker who don't write his own rhymes a pass as though that's something. No, I don't give a fuck. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. This is not the art form in which somebody can do something else for you. So what's next? I mean, y'all can get away with a ghost writer. Can't no painter get away with a ghost painter. The fuck type of shit is that? Did Picasso have a ghost painter? Oh, paint that for me, bruh. No. Paint this painting for me. I don't feel like doing it. I wish he would. Get out of here with that bullshit. Did Langston Hughes have motherfuckers write his shit? No, she didn't. Jordan is Hurston? No, he had no, she had no ghost writer. But Drake get a pass? For what? For what? Because y'all like it? Y'all can tap your feet to the music? That's why hip-hop sucks. I said it. You really want That's why I don't listen to the bullshit. At least the shit that they put on the motherfucking radio. The shit they want to put on MTV. That That's my control bullshit, if you ask me. That's why they put it all on the radio every day. 
Same old bullshit. They gonna tell me they gonna tell me Drake is some some serious legit rapper. No, he's an entertainer. He's like Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson like wanted to be a rapper. Like think about it like that. He's not. Come on. Meek just didn't have the bars to 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 bring it on home, but he exposed the fact that he got Ghost Riders, which I couldn't fuck with. I don't buy that. I don't. I'm sorry. You can't have a ghost surgeon. You can't sit there and say, man, you, you do this for me. The fuck? That don't work like that. But y'all gonna let a motherfucker rapper have a ghost writer, and that's cool with y'all. I'm, I don't buy that shit. I'm sorry. We can argue all day about that. I don't respect rappers that can't like their own shit. And that's why Drake can't respond to Pusha T. He ain't got, he ain't got the bars for Pusha T. Pusha T is as an open book as possible, and anything, any shots he might have could have taken, he already took them. In the little weak ass doobie, got a garbage ass weak ass name on top. Who the? F- I'm not gonna get into that. Drake got that ass gassed. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. I don't care how people feel about it. I never took him seriously as a rapper. He's entertainer, yes, yes, great. People get excited. Oh my God! They're fu- all people are fucking groupies. Fucking groupies. That's what. It, that's what it comes down to. And Drake got his ass handed to him. Then his his main investor, Jay Prince, had to come out and say, "Look, look, man. Can y'all can y'all stop the beef, man? Please. You know, I, I ain't trying to get I ain't trying to get my 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 investments head chopped off. That's all it was." And then Drake come out with some old weak ass, generic ass statement. Oh, I'm the bigger man. I did this and like, oh well, Pusha T didn't help black folk too. So don't make it about that. Oh, soft ass rapper. You ain't had the bars. That's all it was. And all your shit was was just gonna get pettier and pettier. And it wasn't even gonna be about Pusha T. It was just gonna be about Kanye. Ain't that about a bitch? You couldn't even. You couldn't even. You couldn't even come back on Pusha T. That's how bad it was. You had to go strictly to Kanye. Well, we just gonna go to Kanye. Yep, take the L. That's it. That's how you know you got an L. Well, I'm gonna go after Kanye. He the easier one, right? Cause he not a real rapper either. He like you. You just a little bit better than him. Just a tad bit better than him lyrically. You just cause you got well, cause you got ghostwriters. Ha ha! Weak ass bitch. I said it. I don't respect. Again, I'm gonna keep saying it. I don't respect rappers who don't write their own shit. Nah. Hey, sorry. Now, now, what I will say is this. Now, I do understand people can't write hooks. Now, I understand somebody writing you a hook. But to write your actual bars? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sorry. Maybe getting a, giving you a bridge or something like that. You know, the other parts of the song. You know. But to actually write your verses? No. Then why? They, Quinn and Miller should be the, the rich one. He should be the one that's famous, not Drake, if that's the case. I said it. I said it. That's right. I'm talking shit. I said it. I'm talking shit today. Quinn Miller should be famous. He should be the one in the sixth then, not Drake. Shit. Who was his favorite basketball team? We should be talking about him at his favorite ba- his favorite team basketball playoff game, not Drake at the fucking Raptor game. Quinn Miller, obviously, and the other motherfuckers putting in the real work, right? I bet you Drake write like fifteen percent of all his bars. I, I I come on man, I don't buy I don't buy cuz. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I never, I never did. And 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 Pusha T doing this is just more of a reason why I know. And then he had the nerve to go out like a sucker because he ain't got no, he ain't got no get back. So now he he got it. He got Jay Prince out there talking for him. And then Jay Prince coming out a couple of days ago talking about somebody sending me death threats and trying to threaten me. I'm the wrong person to talk to. Bruh, stop that old hype machine. Ain't nobody threatening you. Well, I didn't say he's talking about, I, I didn't, I'm not going to say it was Pusher, but somebody, they can't do that to me. <laughs> stop all that bullshit. Stop all that bullshit. That sound like Cool Pro to me. I said it. Trying to set somebody up. That's what it sound like to me. Sound like somebody might be trying to get rid of the, opp- the opposition, huh? I don't know. I don't know, but it sounds suspicious. Sounds suspicious to me, and I don't trust him. Now, Drake, take the L, and you'll probably come back with a little album because people don't care about it. What I do, what I do know is that the casual hip hop fans don't care about you know bars no more. The real ones do. The real ones do. Oh yeah. All right, y'all. We're gonna take one last break. We'll be back uh, in a little bit. We're going to have a movie review for y'all. And I, like I told you, we're going to talk about the whole nine yards with Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry. So we'll be back in a uh, few. And I hope y'all having a good day. All right, y'all. We back. And we're going to get into this review. Uh, the whole nine yards was released in 2000. And like I said, it stars Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis. It also has uh, Amanda Pete and Michael Clark Duncan. And it's a, you know, it's a pretty decent comedy. And basically, Matthew Perry is playing a dentist named Oz. And at the time, he's living in Canada. And his wife pretty much is a bitch. She hates him. But uh, he gets a new neighbor. And this new neighbor is named Jimmy. Now, pretty much from the gate, Oz is able to recognize who Jimmy is, and he's basically an old henchman for this gang in uh, Chicago called the Gogolak Gang. And apparently, he's you know under witness protection and all that. And uh, basically, you know, he freaks out, and you know how you know how he does. Uh, Matthew Perry is pretty much hilarious in terms of like, in terms if you want a reaction about something, if you want somebody to freak out about something, Matthew Perry is the guy you need to hire because his his whole expressions is just out off the wall. Um, basically, let's get to the gist of the movie. His wife, being the the money hungry trick that she is. Uh, she, she, you know, well, he eventually, he tells her who Jimmy is and everything, but so she has him go out to Chicago and basically tell the Gogolak gang that he's living next to him, you know, like their neighbors. And this is already after they done hung out and everything and kind of sort of, I guess, became friends, him and Jimmy. Uh, so she has him go out there and she, she wants him to negotiate some type of stupid ass fine machine. I don't know how that works out. But anyways, he goes out there. He meets up with one of his partners who's working for the Tribune out there, the newspaper out there. And they meet up, have a few drinks. He lets him in on a little bit of the situation. And he heads back to his room and he meets up with uh, Michael Clark Duncan's character, Frankie Figs. Now, this scene is pretty funny because uh, he starts, you know, you know, doing some henchman shit. You know, Frankie Figs just digging into his gut and he just goes and asks him, you going to scream for help? He's like, and then Oz is like, would that help? And then the cold part is, 
Michael Clark Duncan stops punching him, has this coldest look on his face, like he's actually contemplating, like, did he really just ask me that? Or would it help? Like, he just got the stupidest look on his face, the funniest look on his face, the goofiest, funniest look on his face, this reaction to that. And he's just like, nah. And he just starts tearing up into the dead again. I thought that was funny. But anyways, they take him over to the Gokalax and uh, Yanni, uh, played by, I think his name is, uh, mm, give me one second here. Uh, you got Yanni's character played by Kevin Pollack, my bad. And, uh, He's, like I said, the head of the gang, and uh, basically, the well, yeah, his dad's locked up, and Jimmy's supposed to be, you know, the, the, the guy that ratted him out, and he also has some money that, you know, the Gogolax want, so that's basically why they want him, and while Oz is at the compound, he meets up with Cynthia, which is Jimmy's current wife, and he, he falls head over heels over her. He's all into her and all that and instantly is like, well, how does she get wrapped up in this and what's her deal? And they eventually, you know, develop a rapport with each other and, you know, end up liking each other at the end of the movie, which is kind of weird because it comes at the the risk of him, well, really at, the, at Oz's risk of uh, getting killed and she's already getting killed because pretty much they their only way for them to get the money is if all three people sign off on it or just one person signs off after everybody dies and the three people that were you know entitled to the money were gogolak yanni gogolak uh jimmy and then his wife cynthia because it was supposedly a marriage present for them i don't know how that worked a little bit convoluted there that's one knock that i will give it that and the overall, both of the both of the plans to get the money were just kind of a little bit out there. But again, the comedy was there. The laughs were there. Pretty much, you end up near the end of the movie. You find out that his assistant, played by Amanda Peet, who's been with him, you know, the entire movie, was actually hired by his wife to kill him. But apparently, he's a such a nice guy and is good guy, this decent hearted guy that she just, you know, just became his friend. And, you know, became a proponent of him dumping that bitch. And we see why. And we also we find out that uh, that while he's in Chicago, the wife not only comes on to Jimmy, but she tries to have him hit uh, set up by uh, by Jimmy. So it's just like she she's a double cross. She was a double cross and ass asshole. Sophie was a bitch. Yes, his wife Sophie was a real bitch. Now, that's a cold blooded ass shit. I'm going to have him out there and then try to set him up anyway. Well, like I said, it comes down to a final shootout. Um, pretty much, yeah, Jimmy, with the help of his new girlfriend, which is, yeah, Amanda Pete, Oz's assistant. I don't know how that happened. She just was like, oh, man, he's a contract killer. I got to meet him. And then she he starts telling her war story. She gets a woman hard on, and it's just, it's on. Whatever. They kill off Yanni in the game. And they pretty much, you know, take the money and split. But then Oz, here comes the other plot towards Oz takes off of Cynthia. Of course, like I told you, they were in love, boo, 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 boo. And like I said, it kind of put them at a strange position with Jimmy because, of course, you know, well, I don't know. According to Cynthia, she had been he she had been cheated on by him multiple times. So I don't know why he tripping in the first place, whatever. But the whole plan was to kill her. But since Oz was in love, he decided to do him a solid and basically get him a, get him off of the crime. 
basically get him off of the murder charge that was going to come to him by killing Yanni. Uh, so he switched a couple of the dental records at the scene and everything like that. And they were able to burn the bodies. Now the police show up to Oz's job the next day. They pretty much don't really, well, they find a, a cop, you know, like, like she, uh, Oz's wife was so out of pocket because she even tries to get an undercover, like a crooked cop to try to kill him too. And basically he ends up getting popped at by, uh, popped at by Yanni and, uh, no, 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 not even by Yanni, by, by Oz's assistant. And, and he ends up being burnt up. His body ends up being burnt. The police find the car. But they don't find nobody. But then they're able to link Oz's wife to trying to set him up in terms of assassination. So you get some righteousness. She goes to jail, and it pretty much just ends with Oz getting getting uh, some money with Cynthia, able to you know move move away and start again. You know, start a new life. And then of course you know J Jimmy falls in love with Oz's assistant. You know, everybody falls in love, happy ever after, kind of gets the money. And overall, the movie itself is cool. Like I said, you know, Matthew Perry is, when it comes to, like, reaction comedy and even some physical humor, he can definitely do that. There's a scene where he's just, he's just tripping balls so hard, he just decides to run into a sliding door. Like, he didn't even notice it was closed. Just, bam, runs right into it. Face first. And that shit was hilarious. I had to make a sound effect. It was so just ridiculous. But um, outside of that, like I said, the, the plot itself was with the with you know their little plans on how they want to screw each other over. Those were a little bit convoluted. And you'll see that if you and if you ever watch the sequel, the whole ten yards, you'll see where it was outrageous. Those plans they had, like for heisting each other, were so ridiculous. Like. They're really convoluted, but again, the comedy was there. Matthew Perry and and Bruce Willis seem to have some, you know, some chemistry, and that that definitely works. That works out. Um, Jimmy's character himself, I thought, mm, nah, he was he was a little dry for me, but at the same time, you know, for what it was, I thought it was a decent movie. If I were to give it out of five stars, I'd give it a three and a half. Um. Again, the plot was a little bit convoluted for me. Comedy was always there. I'll give you the comedy, especially with Matthew on Matthew Perry's side, and I'll add, and I'll give you the chemistry between him and Bruce Willis. They seem to play off each other pretty well. Um, and oh, one thing I will give it is is also just the setting, the backdrop. Uh, directors did a good job of giving you pretty much a good job of cityscapes, uh, whether it was in Canada or in Chicago. You got a good chance to kind of see backgrounds and everything like that, and kind of get a, a, a keen sense for where they were at in the point of in every point of the movie. So I'll give it that. But overall, three and a, uh, three and a half stars out of five. Solid movie. I I've already watched it twice. I'd watch it again at some point. Not the sequel, though. Not the sequel. Not the sequel. All right, y'all. We got a couple more. We got a couple announcements to make. Uh, the big announcement is pretty soon. I'm going to take this viral. We will be on YouTube. I decided because uh, I basically come to the understanding that in order for a lot of people, well, for anybody to really hear this, there's going to be a, they have to actually download a separate app. And I think that's a little bit too much convoluted for lack of a better word 
I want more access. I want everybody to be able to kind of just click on it, click on a link, and just bam, be right there. So for the sake of for the sake of you know ease of access, that's really what I want. I want everybody to be able to take a chance to look at it without having to do hella extra shit, download nothing else. You already gonna have YouTube, so we're gonna move to YouTube sometime within the next, hopefully the next week. Um, I just have to get a schedule going for that, and. Um, I pretty much am going to be doing movie reviews as well. Like I said, probably not with every episode, but every now and again. And I definitely want the main movie that I really want to touch on. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, because the main movie that I want to touch on you touch on was Friday uh, with Ice Cube, Chris Tucker. I'll probably say that for next Friday because it's probably a theme. Uh, I'll keep it for that, but definitely want to get more into that. Like I said, it was going to be a slow news day on Friday, and Friday is just a laid-back day for me. I was going to be ready for the weekend. I still got to go into work a little bit later, so I just want to keep things chill. Uh, I just want to talk hell of shit today. We will be back with the news and everything Monday, of course. Uh, hope, well, maybe not. No, we might not be on YouTube then, but eventually, we, like I said, we will be you know working things out to get that to get that out there and i'll be letting you know exactly when it's going to be and i'll be sending out links this has been never out of bounds this is your host El jamal y'all have a good weekend one love